Welcome to HXGN Radio. This is your host, Bill Fetter. In this podcast, we're talking about how manufacturers are using Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence's portable metrology solutions, both for measurement and as an increasingly active part of the manufacturing process. As a leading metrology and manufacturing solution specialist, Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence's expertise in sensing, thinking, and acting, the collection, analysis, and active use of measurement data gives customers the confidence to increase production speed and accelerate productivity while enhancing product quality. In today's episode, we're talking to Duncan Regwell, who's Vice President of Laser Trackers and Portable Measuring Arms at Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, hello. Let's start with a little bit of background about portable metrology, Duncan. When, uh, when did solutions like portable measuring arms and laser trackers first enter the market? Well, this goes back, I guess, to um, both technologies were de- developed back in the early uh, 1980s, um, coming to market towards the end of that period. First were the arms. So arms came to market in about 1986 and actually came off the back of tube inspection. So the original owners of this technology or this company, this invention, were coming out of the tube inspection business. And that technology was aimed specifically at tube measurement before it came into the metrology world. And trackers were a little bit later, developed around the same time, but took a little bit longer to develop, came into market. I think the first one we sold was around 1989. Um, So a little bit longer to market. Um, And of course, they were new technologies, took us some time to get acceptance in the market. Um, But uh, now, now strong business for us. So you said it took a little bit of time for manufacturers to embrace them. Why, Why was that? Well, I think it's we crossed over, in effect, a lot of this technology was not known before. We were moving into a world where digital measurement was becoming important. At that time before that, there was 2D drawings in manufacturing, or there were the CMMs, the traditional CMMs. So us coming out with new technologies, which people didn't understand. If you look at an arm, it was hard for some people to understand you could get accuracy from such a product. A laser tracker, people couldn't believe that you could measure accurately if you weren't touching the object. So we had to get over all of these barriers from customers to accept this new technology. And this took time. Probably the arm was faster because it was more visible. It was touching. It was somehow a little bit connected to the concept of a CMM. A laser tracker took a long time because we really had to teach people about uh, about angular measurement, about distance measurement, about the fact that you could be 10 meters away from an object and still measure accurately. So this was, this was a painful time, probably three to four years before there was really market acceptance. Well, and technologically, it was a bit of a leap. It was a bit of a different leap from uh, a coordinate uh, measuring system because trackers are based on um, theodolite technology. Exactly, and that's where we came from. I mean, this was out of the surveying part of the company. Previously, we were selling multiple theodolite systems, which was very much a surveying principle taken into aerospace, actually, with the need to measure a large-scaled object. In those days, theodolites were the only way to do it. There was no distance measurement. So we were selling at that point many, many theodolite systems, but it wasn't really an ideal technology for the user. It was also extremely complicated to train people. You were basically taking aircraft builders who were used to 2D drawings and giving them surveying principles. So this was very hard, but it was successful. But the industry was crying out for a new for a new technology because the the existing technologies really didn't have a, a, an answer for this, did no, they? Exactly. Yeah. No, not at all. Okay. Well, aside from the ability to move the equipment around, which is 
inherent in the word portable. Mm. Just just for the listeners who aren't familiar, maybe you could outline some of the key functional differences between a portable measurement system and a bridge or a gantry coordinate measuring okay. machine. I mean, sure, you've touched on the, the obvious one, which is the portability, which off the back of portability, you obviously get flexibility, speed of use. I mean, we need to be able to move around very fast. Perhaps one of the biggest issues is that if you think of a CMM, the part that you measure must fit within the confines of the CMM. With a portable product, we're not really limited to size because we can either move the measuring system around the part or we can, with a laser tracker, actually just measure very large objects. So size is for sure one thing. Um, Portable products are mostly manual measuring machines. So they're very fast to take the first measurement. But if you were to measure 500 parts the same in one shift, then these products wouldn't be the way to go. This is where you need a CMM where you can run a script. So portability, versatility, I always think of them as some kind of a general purpose tool. You can measure most things with an arm or a tracker, um, but you wouldn't want to measure the same thing time and time again. Right, Uh, right. And I understand that there's also the the concept of assembly as well, that's usually not associated with a a coordinate measuring system. That's very much the difference between an arm and a laser tracker, where an arm is mostly used for inspection like a CMM, which is why the arm is quite well understood by CMM people. A laser tracker was originally designed to build, and it's used as a build tool. So aircraft tooling, aircraft jigs, that's where we came from, and afterwards we moved into part inspection. But originally laser trackers were developed for building and assembling. For many applications, it's uh, simply not a case of stationary or portable measurement. Mm. A lot of manufacturers are using both methods in their factories for different purposes. Mm. So how can operators reconcile the results they get from these different inspection methods in order to get the best visibility in their processes? Now, this is very important, especially in certain industries. For instance, the, the automotive industry, where you have so many metrologists who are used to using a CMM and see the versatility of adding on a portable product, an arm or a laser tracker. Um, of course, it's much easier if they can share data between the two, two technologies. If, they can, if we can train them on the same software, the same metrology software, this aids their learning curve. So we do have the majority of products within our company where you can actually share data. So the training becomes easier, the understanding of the customer becomes easier, and then they can share the results across the different platforms. So this, this is important for us, yes. Okay. And, and there's, I guess there's also sometimes where you might be um, feeding, feeding the, uh, the, the, the products from one process to another and using different, different measuring technologies at, at different stages of the Absolutely. production process. Absolutely. And again, automotive is perhaps the best um, example of this where there in that industry you have different speed of process so in the development maybe the startup of a project it would make sense to use portable products once you're in a production environment probably you're then moving over to more automated solutions um, but of course through the whole process if we have the same operators coming out of a metrology lab, a quality lab, a production environment and they're trained on the same software it makes it easier for us to support the product and it makes it easier for the customer to understand how to use the product. Okay. So uh, we've talked a bit about the use of portable metrology equipment for making measurement, but um, the application potential is far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's growing, particularly with laser trackers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen um, laser tracker automation projects mm-hmm. in, in recent years. So um, can you talk a little bit about, um, first of all, what is laser tracker automation and robotic guidance as, a, as okay. an application? Okay. 
Sure, I mean, it, the original use of a laser track and an arm, as I said at the start, it's a very manual process. Um, but as customers use the product and they become more proficient with it, they start to see applications where they start to do repeat tasks. And at this point, then they would ask, well, why do I need the person to hold it? The, the person becomes tired. And the good thing about the laser tracker is, is that actually all we need is somebody to hold the probe. The probe, the reflector, the laser scanner. We need an operator to hold that sensor. So we that can, could be a person or a robot. That could be a person or a robot. Or a robot or a CNC machine or uh, any automated process. So in theory, if you can measure the part manually, then we can replace the manual part with an automation part. So this is what we see now are more and more robotic solutions coming in to applications that we've worked with for many years. Not normally new applications. They're normally applications where customers have become confident with the solution. They have gone from being maybe just prototypes and now they become standard processes. And at this point now, in the last three to five years, we see many, many processes where customers are saying, we love the technology, now we want to automate it. So does the the accuracy of the the, the automated um, the automated you, you mentioned all kinds mm -hmm. of ways there that an automated yes. uh, system could be could hold the probe does it really matter does it matter no. much how how repeatable no. or that's, accurate that's that? really the beauty of this we can take any robot any handling device we are not taking the accuracy of the measurement from the handling device we are taking the accuracy of the positioning is coming from the laser tracker nice example is a CNC machine which is used for milling apart. There is always a concept that you could use that same milling machine to do the measurement. But of course you're using the same source right. for milling and measuring. Right. At that point what we would do is we would replace the milling head with a, with a, uh, a tracker sensor, T-probe or a T-scan. But we're not using the milling machine for the positioning accuracy. At that point it becomes just the carrier and we take the positioning data from the laser tracker. And we would be talking really large scale milling here, like yes, aerospace, aerospace yes. size milling. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and this is where it started. It started really in aerospace. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Um, so uh, actually we, we uh, have a couple examples here how it's used in manufacturing. So we've got mm. aerospace and milling. Are, are yes. there other examples that, that you've seen in, for instance, um, uh, the assembly um, area? Mm -hmm. we, again, we started with aerospace. Assembly of aircraft was the first component. So in many of the aircraft assembly halls today, multiple sections of fuselage are coming together in an automated process. All wings are being joined to fuselage in automated assembly. Um, what we are doing in this situation is we are tracking the movement of the part. Um, in the early days, it was a very manual process where the part would move, we would measure it, we would analyze it, and then it would move again. So this was a very stop-start process. What you see happening today with, with new products, with real-time interfacing, what we are able to do actually is to measure at the same time as correcting. So we could actually now follow the, the parts coming together, analyze the data, and correct the movement at the same time. So it's real-time? It's real-time, yes. I imagine that speeds up the. I imagine that speeds up bringing two, two parts together in three D. And it makes it much easier for them because they don't any longer have to worry too much about the stop-start process, which is also complicated. Right. Okay. So a lot of these developments in um, industrial manufacturing seem to center on improving software, mm -hmm. as well as incre increasing the levels of connectivity and data flow. And we talked yes. a little bit about that mm -hmm. with um, different different uh, data being shared yes. among systems. 
Um, do you think uh, do you think this is true in the world of portable, uh, even within even between portable devices, sharing of data and and we we talked a little bit about feedback in the manufacturing process. Yes, uh, and especially if you see what we do now with automation, where we start um, to move from let's say a a positioning situation to an inspection situation. Okay. So where now we are involved maybe more in our you could take an automotive process as an example. Um, where now you see laser trackers coming into scanning of car bodies within production lines. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, now we must start to deliver out data in a format understood by the production engineer. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not where we originally came from. So now we need to be um, issuing out, delivering the same data results or the same format of data that they would expect to see from traditional methods. So for us, it's become quite a learning about how to interface into all of these new uh, software, firmware, we must have interconnectivity between robot systems, robot controllers, milling machines. So this has become quite a big task for us from a what I would call a sensor or a, or a firmware issue. So we have of course the, the, the user software which is delivering the results, but the biggest challenge today is actually our interfacing. So to go through the process we've, we've updated our firmwares to have real-time um, interfacing. So we really need to get to the stage where we can do plug and play with other metrology hardware, metrology sensors, but also with robotics. Uh, and this is this is uh, quite a challenge today. And you can imagine the huge amount of data flow that we are getting right. today. And I imagine the interfaces aren't terribly standard either. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and even when you talk into industry, industry's changing. They're also not right. sure what they need. Right. So we have to ride a certain number of horses to try to make sure that we are ready when the customer is ready. Right. So uh, you, you mentioned something earlier, and I'd like to come back to it, um, where we move from positioning or assembly to inspection mm-hmm. technologies or, or, or expect inspection processes. Are there, are there um, certain situations where you'd use both in the same, in the same kind of scenario? Yes. Um, Aerospace actually is a good, another good example. They do appear in many places, but there's always a nice one in aerospace where, again, today in one of the methods where they build aircraft, um, what they actually do is they bring components together which do not at that moment have mating surfaces. So what we would do is we will position, we will be used in the process of bringing the components together, but before they make the components, we would actually be scanning the mating surfaces. Um, from this scan data, they actually create almost like a filler, okay. which fits a between shim, a shim, shim. Okay. exactly. All right. um, and this is really for us another challenge because now we are having systems which are in an automated process and are talking to machine control, but at the same time they must also be able to pick up something like a scanner or a, or a probe and actually measure the part. Once we've analysed that data, a shim is produced, the shim is inserted, and then we go back to a build assembly again. So this is for us uh, really bringing all of our uh, solutions together. That's excellent. Great. So what's in the roadmap for Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence in, in portable oh. metrology? How do, you see, how do you see the technology developing over the next few years? I'm what very proud of what we do in, within these product lines regarding innovation. The nice thing about this technology is we have many ideas of where we can take it for the future. There are many applications, and we are very much about widening the solutions, widening the addressable applications. 
um, listening to customers, trying to find where there is a gap in the market and trying to find a new solution. Um, for us, short term, I would say the most important thing is this interconnectivity. It's our ability to connect our sensors together. Can I connect a tracker to an arm? Can I connect a tracker to a CMM? Can we share data freely across? And this comes down to this real-time communication, common firmware, common sensorware, where the customer does not have to think too much about, oh, today I'm using a laser tracker and that works in this manner. Tomorrow I'm using an arm and that works in this manner. We want them connecting together. I want to be able to use all the sensors of Hexagon and connect them to any product without the customer having to worry about the interfacing. Right. Because in the end, the customer cares about the data he's getting. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And as we have more and more technologies, we need to make them easier to use. So that's short term. Well, long term, I would say it's for us, it's very much about innovation. Um, and you'll see uh, products becoming more and more automated. Um, accuracy is not such an issue anymore, I don't think. I think we, we are where we need to be with these products. Um, but I'm a strong believer in innovating the future. Um, being close to the market, we have a great group of product managers that are close to the market, understanding market needs, and an amazing development team within the company um, where we will we will innovate. We're already innovating solutions, deep technologies that we know will come to product in three to five years' time. So certainly a bright future. Um, portable metrology is still in its infancy to some extent. Uh, 25 to 30 years in our industry is not long. Um, so for us, it's all about expanding the market. So you think there's still still places we can take this that uh, absolutely there is that, yes that we haven't seen yet absolutely all right excellent well thank you Duncan we appreciate your time today and thank you for being our guest to our listeners you can learn more about Hexagon Manufacturing Intelligence at hexagonmi.com tune in for more episodes from HXGN Radio on iTunes SoundCloud or Stitcher Radio thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.